You're listening to Inspired, a production of Interfaith Voices. I'm Umbreen Khan. And if you're just joining this week, we're taking a closer look at faith, race, and voting in Texas. We're now going to turn our attention to what's been happening in Austin, the state capital, where Governor Greg Abbott on July 8th called a special session of the Texas legislature to take up a series of issues, including controversial voting rights bills, Senate Bill 1 and House Bill 3. Members, in accordance with the proclamation of the Honorable Greg Abbott, Governor of Texas, I call the House Representatives of the 87th Legislature first call session to order. Members, please register. A quorum is present. The House and Gallery, please rise for the invocation. Let's take a listen to some of the exchanges between lawmakers and witnesses during the marathon committee hearings. I come before you as a Texan that I would like to say we all share much in common. And I'm very concerned about where we are going in our state. It is clear that the legislation before you is anti-black and anti-brown. Has there been a disparate impact study done to determine the impact it has on minority voters? On the face of it, it could be race neutral. The question becomes whether or not in the application of it, whether it has a disparate impact on the Well, Senator, I I don't know of any study. I know throughout the process, as objections have been raised based on the impact of different communities, there's been a debate. And in many times, provisions have been removed or have been amended to address those concerns. There will be some matters that people just disagree over. Some of the things in the bill in reference to disable the community are really uh, pretty shocking and disappointing, they would actually be included in a piece of legislation. People with disability require a little additional support. And for me, that might look like um, being able to use a, in my second election that I voted in, I voted by mail, I submitted my signature, which unfortunately is never exactly the same. And my ballot was discounted because of my signature. I think that what's occurring here with poll watchers is really disappointing because the poll watchers are empowered to such an extent they become overseers like on a plantation and they're sent out more to watch and see what the slaves are doing on the plantation. Well, let me give you some information. Yes, ma'am. I had a poll watcher come and stand behind me in an African-American area and Hispanic area. When they send poll watchers to our areas, they always send people that look like the Proud Boys into our communities. And they walk behind you and look just like they're going to kick your rear end if you just move out of place. And it make you nervous. And this particular lady came and she stood behind me. And I politely turned around and asked her, what did she want? And she looked at me and I looked at her. And I stood my ground because I didn't think that she needed to come and stand behind me while I cast my vote. Number one, I could read. I didn't have any need for assistance. And I definitely didn't need her to come stand near me. And what she was trying to do, that she had been intimidating those African-American persons and those Hispanic American persons coming into that precinct trying to cast their vote by the mere presence of her nationality, her ethnicity, Anglo, looking mean, you know. In my district, 
House District 105, which is Irving and Grand Prairie. We had voter intimidation too, except in my race, it happened out on the parking lot. We actually had an operatives of the opposing candidate who was running people's license plates and then telling them, I know where you live. You said there's a trade-off between having those eyes and ears and those poll watchers, and I applaud you for training people and giving them a quiz and making sure they know the law. But here's the problem with this legislation that I find. It's there's also a trade-off, disenfranchising people like that young lady that was in the wheelchair or other people who are blind or other people who may have difficulty. Do we pay a price by passing laws that may disenfranchise those who may find it as easy as you and I to go vote? appreciate uh, all the members uh, and our witnesses' attention to the important testimony that we've heard today. As stated at the beginning of the hearing, we're in a special session and we're operating, as you all know, on a very compressed timeline. Uh, it is my intent to take a vote on reporting House Bill 3 at this time. The chair moves that House Bill 3 be reported favorably to the full House with a recommendation to pass and be printed and sent to the general calendar. Clerk will call the roll. Chairman Ashby? Aye. Vice Chair Thompson? No. Busey? Lardy. Aye. Garen. Yes. Jaton. Johnson. No. Flick. Landgraf. Aye. Lozano. Longoria. Moody. Niave. Nay. Shaheen. Aye. White. Yes. Members, there being nine ayes and five nays, the motion prevails. That hearing culminated with a straight party line vote, sending House Bill 3 to the clerk of the chamber to be put on the House calendar for a full vote. The clips you just heard are part of a longer video produced by Texas Impact. That's an interfaith public policy organization that describes itself as nonpartisan. It's the oldest organization of its kind in the state of Texas, founded back in 1973 in the wake of a major corruption scandal. That shook Texas to its core. The goal of Texas Impact is to hold lawmakers accountable and to create a way for people of faith and goodwill to participate and engage in the legislative process. So when Governor Abbott called that special session be Moorhead, Texas Impact's executive director, she was paying attention. Soon after the vote, she and her colleagues pulled together clips to create the video to bring members up to speed. They released it on Monday morning during their podcast, Weekly Witness. Moorhead understands how complicated state politics can be to follow. She worked for nearly a decade in state government before joining the organization. She was a senior fiscal policy analyst for the Comptroller, a position she credits with helping her understand how important decisions get made. In that role, I got to learn about all kinds of public policy issues and impacts. I was able to get really good background on how our state makes policy. Moorhead uses that policy experience to analyze and translate for her members what happened over the weekend. At the end of the testimony, the most important thing to know is instead of saying, my goodness, we've had a waltz across Texas, haven't we? We've heard from people from every corner of the state. We should take a few days, perhaps, to go through that testimony and see if we can't address some of these concerns. Instead of saying that, he said, the clerk will call the roll. And it passed on party lines. 
The following day, a group of Democratic lawmakers from Texas boarded a plane for Washington, D.C. Now, this was not the first time they had done this to prevent a quorum in the House during the special session. But it certainly shifted national attention and the national conversation about voting. I'm going to tell you why I'm up here. I'm not up here to take a vacation in Washington, D.C. When I look at the African-American Museum, I thought about the struggle of my people fought in this country to get the right to vote. And that right is sacred to my constituents that I represent back in Houston, Texas. I'm not going to be a hostage that my constituents' right will be stripped from them. We have fought too long and too hard in this country. And there was a Texan called President Lyndon B. Johnson, August the 6th of 1965, that made sure that we had the right to vote. And those rights were not going to be infringed upon. Este grupo de legisladores que representan cada rincón del estado de Texas necesitaban salir desde el principio para proteger el derecho de voto de todos tejanos. No importa si eres hispano, afroamericano, anglosajón, republicano, demócrata, católico o protestante. Nosotros tendrí, teníamos que salir para proteger el voto. El gobernador Abbott ha intentado... Our nation's capital because we want to protect the civil right to vote for millions of Texans. Anybody in the state of Texas who needs to exercise the right to vote should do so freely. And we are not going to buckle to the big lie in the state of Texas. We were quite literally forced to move and leave the state of Texas. And we can't stay here indefinitely. That's why we need Congress to act now and pass the For the People Act. For months, civil rights and faith groups have been urging the Biden-Harris administration to do more on federal voting rights. Earlier this week, President Biden signaled that he was listening. On Tuesday, President Biden shifted attention from his legislative priority, the infrastructure bill, to addressing the infrastructure of our democracy in a passionate speech delivered in the symbolic city of Philadelphia at the National Constitution Center, he issued what many described as a moral clarion call to congressional leaders to make voting access a priority, especially in the face of state actions. And he called out Texas. In Texas, for example, Republican-led state legislature wants to allow partisan poll watchers to intimidate voters and imperil and impartial poll workers. They want voters to die further and be able to be in a position where they wonder who's watching them and intimidating them. To wait longer to vote. To drive a hell of a lot long, excuse me, a long way to get to vote. They want to make it so hard and inconvenient that they hope people don't vote at all. That's what this is about. Jim Crow assault is real. It's unrelenting. And we're going to challenge it vigorously. Did it work? And how did that message land in the Lone Star State? I think it probably plays in Texas about like it did in 1964. Coming up, B. Moorhead, executive director of the nonpartisan interfaith organization Texas Impact. You're listening to Inspired, a production of Interfaith Voices. Stay with us. We'll be back after this short break. 